0: another episode of Brewed Podcast. I'm Adonis. And I'm Bryce and Jen. (laughs) And this is the podcast where we uh, talk about coffee in conversation. Um, Normally we talk about coffee, but today, uh, it's a Friday. We're recording on a Friday. Um, I thought it would be only fitting to have a nice ice cold brewski for the end of the work week. So we are obviously, we're in August right now and we are just jumping off with pumpkin spice season. So I was at the grocery store the other day and I came across, um, I don't know if you guys know this, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I am journeying into the world of IPAs and uh, I've been digging uh, New Belgium's uh, Voodoo Ranger series. They have a a series called Voodoo Rangers that's normally their IPA series. And uh, I've been really impressed by them. so I saw that they had a spicy Atomic Pumpkin Voodoo Ranger. Um, so I was like, got to pick that up. i <laughs> fan of the brand. I'm a fan of pumpkin spice in general. So I was like, I'm a fan of spicy things. So obviously had to try it out. Um, so I, I've been sipping on this for the last uh, few days or so. Uh, Bryce, you have not had this yet. No. Um generally speaking are you a fan of pumpkin spice flavored things yes okay okay uh but you're not a fan of ipas i think when you try this though you will realize that it doesn't the spice in the pumpkin (laughs) sort of overpower any kind of hops i'm not even sure there's any hops in this because it doesn't taste like it or maybe i've just numbed my senses to it um, but anyway, we're going to have a live first time taste test, uh, on, on the air right now. So Bryce, give that a, give that a little sip. Yeah, Let all me right. know what you think. We'll see. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. You gotta wait. It's got, my a beard s- got some too there. <laughs> it's, it has to sit for a second because that way you get all the flavors. Oh yeah. Like, it's like my tongue is absorbing it. Yeah. 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 It's got a nice aftertaste.
1: Yeah, no, there's no hops in this like at all. Yeah, I don't don't think this can't be an IPA.
0: It doesn't usually. If it's an IPA, it says it's an IPA. Generally speaking, but I'm I'm pretty sure their Voodoo Ranger series is is their IPA series. I'm gonna say that this is
2: not
1: an IPA though. (laughs) Maybe because I don't
0: want to have to like an IPA. (laughs) It does say spicy special release. So well, it says special release, and then it has it crossed out, and it says spicy. So uh i i'm gonna look it up right here um but i don't um I, that I, is really i'm pretty smooth. sure yeah it's really nice and then you get that spice right there. yeah it's like the,
1: the like a cayenne or like some sort of a just some sort of like a pepper for sure i mean there's yeah. chilies in it there's chilies in yeah, the mixture yeah. so so yeah i'm i'm digging That's this nice. a lot
0: i uh definitely will be re-upping uh on this uh when i run out it's interesting because i you know Pumpkin spice sort of gets this, it has this reputation around it, right? It's like, oh, it's for the basic bitches out there who just want their pumpkin spice latte. It's like cliches, though. They're there for a reason. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) obviously, it tastes good. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so popular. But it has this sort of, you know, stigma around it. But, hey, I don't have a problem with admitting that I like pumpkin spice. You know? Yeah. It tastes good. Uh, Everyone's got some basic in them. That's true. Right? That's yeah. just the that's way humanity works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> have you had a chance to have a grab yourself a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks yet? No. Is that no. that's a thing right now? They started up. Uh, yeah, the earliest they've ever started up their pumpkin spice latte. Uh, see, I like pumpkin early, spice. Early I early.
1: just don't like love it. So I don't need. I don't like go out of my way to go out for those things but i do i do enjoy the flavor so but now that i know it exists i might have to
0: uh pick it up yeah no it's you can get pumpkin spice everything starbucks also really out out there has this really good scone it's a pumpkin spice scone and it's delicious i wish i
1: was a scone guy i just don't like dry things at all Uh, so
0: like i mean scones the flavors
1: of scones you know are fine but i'm just not a fan of dry crumbly
0: it's a good uh, coffee companion, you know. It's good; uh, fits <laughs> fits in with your coffee, <laughs> really nice. A little dunkage in you there, know, maybe. You know,
1: I haven't a had dip-ish. a scone with a coffee, there which is go. pretty basic itself. Yeah, okay, so you would saying, think I would have <laughs> thought about maybe that's uh, maybe
0: that's the missing ingredient. Yeah, I think most aren't most like pastries that go with coffee. I mean, they're not uh, they're not as crumbly as a scone, but like even croissants are notoriously like dry. Like right, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I've just had some bad croissants in my life.
1: Uh, but. Croissants are crumbly or they're flaky. They're I don't flaky. think they're dry
0: though. Okay. Like you could just eat because
1: they're it. just so buttery on the outside that maybe by themselves they're dry. Yeah, but every time I've had a croissant, it's very like buttery and flaky, so it doesn't seem dry. Or even if you have like a muffin,
0: like I've never you can't just eat a muffin. You have to have like milk you have or have coffee to have, with it. So, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I've never had coffee with a muffin, but really milk for sure. Like a coffee cake muffin, you've ever had one of those? Like, a oh, I can just eat those by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like those, yeah. like the like those uh, coffee cream cheese strudels or whatever oh, at yeah. the grocery stores oh. and things. Like, mm. oh man, yeah, when I was younger, I would nice. eat those up. I still like every now and then I'll just yeah. buy the whole pack and just eat it up, yeah. like in one sitting. Like, you're talking like Danishes? Yeah,
0: like, yeah, 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 yeah. Those those things are, things are just magic. And get the cheese ones with like oh. a raspberry, like compote on You might top, need to take uh, an early break and head over <laughs> to a grocery store. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty... Yeah, I, I have nothing against the pumpkin spice craze. I think it, it, it has its, you know, there's a line that you don't want to cross. Like, I've seen... You don't want to snort it. Yeah, exactly. Or you don't want... I don't want pumpkin spice, you know... animas. You don't want those Mouthwash. Or, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I went from animas to mouthwash, but, you know, uh, that's well, a... That's a kink <laughs> on its own. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> I don't want to mouthwash. <laughs> I just feel like there's people overdo stuff the minute something garners a following or it gets super popular. People just go overboard like with bacon it. ice cream yeah oh. exactly remember bacon and bacon like chocolate a, remember bacon <laughs> <laughs> remember bacon guys <laughs> like we're in two twenty-five sixty, and all the pork in the world has been uh <laughs> no but yeah like there was like a bacon craze a couple years ago where everything was bacon yep. flavored i remember I and it was like
1: didn't you know, understand I still yeah. don't understand there's still people who Love like their bacon chocolate, yeah. and I don't get it. I've had it, I've tried it. I'm just not, I don't understand
0: it. It's like a cultural thing, you know. And I feel like it's only an American cultural thing. I don't think other countries are out there, like, you know, experimenting with the <laughs> food. Like, they have their thing they do. Yeah, it's like that's why we have this image of Americans just being, you know, slobs because we, we like <laughs> slobs and appropriators, turn bacon into a, like a deity where it's like, oh, you have to. <laughs> just worship the code it in anything you can think of coding (laughs) it in yeah it's pretty (laughs) disturbing um but yeah no i I have no problem with pumpkin spice so you guys out there should let us know where you fall on the pumpkin spice craze train are you pro are you con let us know we would love to hear your thoughts uh broodconvos at gmail.com um this uh this beer you, you've had a few sips now is this settling in with you yeah, a little nice. bit better yeah okay. it's, a, okay. it's a pleasant beer yeah. i i enjoy it nice what i think every episode where we've talked about beer has been removed from i don't think we've ever released one i don't think that's ever happened you might have a point so for the yeah, people out know. there who, uh, Cause we've had <laughs> <some> episodes <laughs> we saying that we're going it. to do yeah. Yeah yeah and then we've it's been uh technical issues or things just didn't work out. Have we really not released one that has I don't think listeners so, yeah. let us know if yeah. we've had another one, but
1: we're gonna go to the rest of this
0: conversation, thinking yeah. we haven't yeah, so for anybody the uninitiated out there what what beers does Bryce enjoy? You used to be really into beers that yeah. used to be a big thing in your life, yeah, I still enjoy beer um
1: I'm just. 30-year-old princess now. (laughs) I don't know. My stomach just doesn't like drinking a lot, which sucks. I I love the flavors. I love the flavor of different beers across the spectrum. Um, But, yeah, so I still drink beer, and my uh, big things are I like either end of the spectrum. Okay. Uh, So I like a really light, crisp lager, or I like uh, really dark, um, hefty stouts, like not just regular stouts, because even now, like regular stouts are... They're just like water to me now, <laughs> not in the alcohol content wise, because I can drink a stout and still get buzz really easy. But mm-hmm. like in the taste wise, uh, so I prefer like oatmeal stouts or imperial stouts. Okay. I Just like I like the darker stuff, the more flavor, or um, it's I like the stronger stuff. Yeah. Um, but I definitely love myself uh, some nice crisp lagers too. Nice, nice.
0: I had a uh, when we were in. I was in. Where was I? I was in. I want to say San Diego. Maybe it was some other part of California, but we had a, uh, a belching beaver peanut butter stout. Have you Ooh, ever heard of that? No, oh, that man. sounds amazing. It was a, it was amazing. It was one of the best beers that I had ever had. And I know it's not, a, I think it, I think it might be like a California, like it's locally brewed in California, but I, I know you can get it other places because one of the bars here in Arizona that, that we used to go to, um, had it, but then they stopped carrying it and I was pissed. But uh, I remember the first time we bought it, and I was like, oh man, this looks really good. And when we got to the checkout counter, because we got it at like a, a, a Bevmo, it wasn't exactly a Bevmo, but it was uh, something like oh, yeah. that. And uh, the uh, the cashier was like, yeah, you should go and uh, grab like a uh, head to a grocery store and grab like uh, some peanut butter and jelly and and drink it with like a peanut butter and jelly uh, but sandwich. Oh man, yeah, That sounds like, <laughs> like a drunken magical night. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who doesn't love PB and J's? But you know, we were uh, we were we had goals that night, and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches weren't a part of those goals. <laughs> that reminds me,
1: there was a, a drop shot I had that was um, peanut butter whiskey. Uh, mm. I think the uh, brand was peanut Screwball butter or whiskey. something. Mm. It's a peanut butter whiskey. It is so. I had it for my first time uh, last year at one of my job sites. A coworker lives out in california it's a southern it's a i think it's a san diego brewery even okay and he would bring a bottle to like every to every work cycle and um and so he would let people try it and it is just absolutely great so i was in vegas over the whole over one of the holidays last year Mm -hmm. and um they had the peanut butter whiskey there okay and with i think it might have been a Guinness stout or it was probably a Guinness okay. um and it was a drop shot of that so you get the peanut butter whiskey you sure. drop it in and just go for it and that ended up being way more magical than I thought it was wow. going to be I thought it was going to be like you know it sounds good but it's probably just one of those like things they just yeah. use to like you know get people to pay the money no it was a good combination like whoever
0: decided to do that was smart <laughs> so it's, like a, it's like a peanut butter car bomb almost without, basically without the Baileys I guess. yeah yeah, it huh. was.
1: Oh man, it was good. That sounds good.
0: Mm-hmm. Every time I have an Irish car bomb, I like. I just think it tastes like chocolate milk, and then you add peanut butter to your chocolate milk, and then you. you know. That would be see. <laughs> I would try an Irish
1: car bomb with with that uh, whiskey as well because yeah. I'm not a fan of the car bomb on its own. I just don't really? like. Um, I'm not a fan of like the Irish whiskies or any of that oh, okay. kind of stuff okay. or any of that liquor. Um, but the only bombs I really like are. Uh, Sake bombs. Sake Those are my ice. like, number one. That's pretty much the only bomb I like to do. Okay. No, uh, no Jaeger bombs? No, no Jaeger bombs. No, that, I can't. That's oh, literally just to get you Which, fucked up. There's the, no quality in a Jaeger bomb. It's funny <laughs> that I don't like Jaegermeister, though, because uh, when I was in. Uh, I don't know, he's either Iceland or Denmark. He was in Denmark over the holidays. And the um, at the airport, there was this brand of liquor. And I so I learned like overseas I love their black licorice flavors like their okay. black licorice is different it's made Bryce, just,
0: it's just licorice that's all you need to say. Yeah, I you know need to preface it with <laughs>
1: I for, no I forget that that's a thing because licorice on we've it's, had this conversation <laughs> licorice is supposed to In be its default form default form which I didn't licorice. know until
0: recently <laughs> yeah. I think
1: what did we talk about that our last yeah, episode one of my, or two one of my episodes old ago have,
0: that was a trigger warning for him he would get pissed <laughs> if someone said black licorice so. all right from now
1: on licorice licorice yeah. so liquor but it's funny on the bottles it says black licorice, and on all their marketing That's because
0: the world is uncultured okay uh. people don't understand the way things work it's the same reason we say atm machines so an atm stands for automated so i've never machines. called an atm
1: machine but i i have heard or, of or a pin number pin stands yeah. for personal
0: identification number like you don't need the number at the end it's just the PIN. Uh, i love it english yeah. language man
1: um but yeah so I had their licorice, and I love mm. all the flavors. So there was this uh, liquor that yeah. was called—I think it was Valhalla—and uh, it is licorice. Like I mean, it's—it's, it's, uh, but it's licorice based off of the herbs they put in it. It's not like mm. they use the licorice candy to flavor. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's just a bunch of herbs and whatever okay. they use. Okay. And I love that. But it's funny—I went and did some research to try and find it. It's not in the states. You can only buy it at like the okay. international okay. airports, basically. Okay. Uh, which I wish I had known about. <laughs> and stocked up. Uh, yeah, definitely. Now that I know, I like it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so I had that, and it was really good. But apparently on the forums, and I was reading about it in the reviews, is like, this is the Jaeger for the adult. Like, for mm. the person who's not, like, getting – like, for, for uh, the connoisseur of, like, licorice, wow. <laughs> like, liquors. Like, because you you have Jaeger, and that's, like, your party. You get trash. Sure, sure. You get Valhalla. You're an adult getting trashed. <laughs> you have it's, a better palate. It's an elevated form. <laughs> you have of a better palate. Belligerent. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, Man. I don't know anybody. I've never met. Let's let, let me be clear. I've never met anyone who's honestly enjoyed the taste of Jaeger. It's it's a means to uh, an end for yep. most people. It's. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get fucked up. I just, I don't mess with it ever. (laughs) I think
1: I tried it once and never again. Yeah, like not even. It's definitely
0: not something that you keep on your shelf and just sip on. At least not me. Like I could never do that. Um, but yeah. So now that we've sufficiently talked about uh, our alcohol addictions. we uh do have a full show plan for you guys today we have a main conversation or a couple of main conversations that we're going to get be getting into so stick around for those we are going to go grab a refill of this delicious atomic pumpkin uh voodoo ranger from new belgium and no they are not sponsoring us but i just, really <laughs> I was just like about it. to fill in <laughs> <laughs> so we will be right back uh you guys stick around All right, Welcome back. Uh, we are going to jump into a few. We have a few different topics of conversation on the table today. Uh, unfortunately, we have to start off on a little bit of a, a sad note. Um, so I'm sure everybody out there by now has heard of uh, the shooting uh, that took place on august 23rd so on sunday august 23rd in kenosha wisconsin which is about 40 minutes outside of milwaukee um so apparently uh, there was a gentleman named jacob blake who was at a location where the police were called out to uh hasn't been uh, released yet why the police were there apparently some kind of domestic dispute um and uh Anyway, uh, police were there. Uh, This uh, gentleman, Jacob Blake, was there, and uh, I'm only going to talk about what we have been confirmed, like the information that has been confirmed. I know there's been a lot of information that has been popping up, but I don't want to speculate, so just sticking with the facts of what has been confirmed by both sides. Um, So something happened, and Jacob... Jacob Blake was uh, attempted uh, to be put into custody by the police officers. Uh, he resisted uh, being arrested and uh, tried to leave the, the officers on the site, tased him, and that didn't bring him down. Uh, he made his way to his car, his SUV, where his three young children were in the backseat, um, opened his driver's side door, made, made an attempt to get in the car, at which point uh, the officers fired seven shots into his, uh, towards his back. Four of them landed in his back, and uh, he is now in the hospital, uh, reportedly paralyzed from the waist down. All the officers involved in the shooting uh, are on administrative leave currently, and that's about where the information stops as to what we know. Again, based on when we're recording this, that's the information that we know. You guys might know more. By the time this was released, but obviously, you know, there has been this massive problem with police brutality in uh, our country forever. ever uh, brought to the light a little more this year after the George Floyd shooting and uh, uh, the shooting of Breonna Taylor. So um, obviously this is just another name on a long string of names uh, that have, uh, you know, moved the country parts of the country into action um more protests ha- broke out uh, in wisconsin um, to protest police brutality in general and uh, ask for justice for jacob blake fortunately he is still alive uh he is one of the few that survives uh that survived one of these instances of, of police brutality so i just wanted to definitely um discuss it or, you know, bring it up at least to let it. you guys know mm-hmm. that we are thinking about it. Um I'm not a religious person at all, but, you know, I, I, I if you guys out there are, you know, I ask that you pray for the family and pray for uh Jacob himself. I mean hope for hope for a speedy recovery. I hope he is able to walk again eventually, but um, as far as I know, it doesn't look good. Um, yeah, so I just thought we should talk about it a little bit. Uh, Bryce, you uh, weren't super aware of this? Uh, I was aware of it. Okay. I just
1: hadn't done my research on it. Gotcha. Uh, I looked up a little bit just before we started recording, and uh, the last update, or. I don't know if it's the last update, but there's an update from uh, the day before. So, Thursday, which would have been the 27th. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently... So, he's shot and he's paralyzed yeah. from the waist blow. So, he's also handcuffed yeah. to his hospital bed. Yeah, which is... Which is ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, just the layers of the issues in that whole situation. Like, I... I mean, from what we know, he his version of resisting was to walk back to his car. Yeah, To not allow himself to be arrested for... Exactly. So, yes, of course there's penalties for resisting arrest, but to get shot? Yeah. To get shot four times? Yeah. And there was more than four shots, I think, that are actually confirmed, right? Yeah. Like, completely confirmed? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. Again, I think the news on this is changing. Yeah, but that's just absurd because they have... They had his plate. They had yeah. any. They had information they needed. So even if they let him just drive away, yeah. they'd be like, okay, well, this guy resisted arrest. So next time he gets pulled over, or yeah. we'll show up with a warrant to his house.
0: Yeah. Uh, like there's so many non-violent versions. Yeah. Of or, this or that could have went down. Like yeah, non-lethal. Were, exactly. and I know this. I know the situation uh, didn't result in a fatality, but it could easily could have. That's it's a it's a one in a, yeah, it was million a miracle chance, that it didn't yeah, happen exactly that he wasn't killed yeah. i don't i don't think the officer who unloaded seven shots because it was just one officer who who shot seven times i don't oh, think okay. he expected jacob to survive this you know you shoot some you shoot at someone seven times you're trying to put him in the ground there's no way around you're not just like oh he'll just he'll survive he'll just be paralyzed that that wasn't the thought going through that guy's head um he was trying to kill him and it blows my mind and every time i hear about uh shots in the back i'm like how can you unload a weapon on someone who's turned the other way how can you feel like your life is threatened when the other person is turned away from you you know it just doesn't make sense to me it doesn't compute and it's just it's frustrating and it's demoralizing because this just happens so often and it just seems like you know we've we we talk about this all the time it's a vicious cycle Mm -hmm. a shooting happens there's protest there's outrage everybody forgets about it another shooting happened there's protest there's outrage people forget about it and it's just something that's been going on for a very long time in this country and it's like i said it's demoralizing what do you what are you supposed to do how are you supposed to live your life with the constant fear of of being murdered by the people who are supposed to protect you yeah like you have to choose your
1: state or your city based off
0: of their records on not killing yeah. and not
1: using lethal force. Yeah. Like that's that shouldn't be something that you have no. to decide. That should be a decision Absolutely. factor on where you want to live. That's not one yeah. of the checkboxes that From an
0: institution that's literally designed to do the opposite. Police yeah. are supposed to protect and serve. They're not supposed to murder. They are not judge, jury, and executioner. You're supposed to if you believe someone committed a crime you restrain them, you arrest them and you take them so that the, they can go through the proper channels of the And restraining law. doesn't mean shooting them until they're paralyzed Absolutely. so you can restrain them no. after that. There's <laughs> it, there's one guy and there are there's more than I don't know the exact number of police officers that were there, but there was more than one. So why did you, why did you feel like it was necessary for you to shoot 7 times in order to subdue this guy? Like why why does that why is that a necessary response to whatever was going on? And I, I would just I want to know what what they were there, why, why they were in the process of arresting him in the first place, because there are reports that he was breaking up a fight and uh, I guess things got confused and miscommunicated. And that's what resulted in the police trying to arrest Jacob. And I there's no confirmation on that or anything. But all we have is the footage, the cell phone footage from someone filming me, the, the sort of tail end of the of the incident. So it's. I just want to know what was the cause of, of this of this arrest like why were you trying to arrest him What why why was it necessary for this man to lose his ability to to walk and potentially lose his life um why why was that necessary i would love to know their reasoning for it um but yeah it's just it's as as a black man in the country i just have no i, I have no idea what to do anymore it is just something that i think about all the time. I want to have children, you know, but how do you do that in a world that doesn't seem to be getting any better with things like this? Like you can't, is, is it cruel to bring a child into the world when you know that they're going to be a target from day one? Like, because my kids are probably going to have some kind of uh, pigment to their skin. So they're never going to be completely safe. And it's, it's something that I think about a lot. And I really, I really hope that something changes. But at a certain point, I think that hope just dwindles and dwindles until it's gone, but. Completely absurd. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So uh, if you guys have any thoughts on this story, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that do. Please uh, write us, Convo's at uh, Mm -hmm. gmail.com. I'm going to move into something else, uh, not as, uh, you know, well, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, but another kind of serious topic. Uh, so I recently started watching uh, this show on Netflix called Immigration Nation, um, and it's basically uh, a six episode docuseries on Netflix, and it's filmed from 2017 to 2020. So to present day, um, and it basically documents the actions of ICE or the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency during the Trump era. So it dropped on Netflix on August 3rd. And, uh, yeah, it's just been a riveting documentary series. I've been completely glued to my TV. I'm on episode five of six, I think. Um, so I have two more to go and it's just, it's so informational. You learn so much and there's just so much, it creates a fury inside you that people are being treated this way, but it also gives you hope that the system can change because there are so many passionate people out there uh, who are fighting every day to get these uh, programs changed. Um, And I thought this would be interesting to talk about because uh, we live uh, in Arizona where immigration is a very big uh, topic of discussion, Mm -hmm. a topic of debate. It's on everybody's mind here because we are so close to the border. Um, And... I know people, I know undocumented, uh, I have friends that are undocumented, mm-hmm. and I know Bryce, you have, uh, you have a friend that was actually deported before, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I thought this would be interesting for us to talk about just because we both have so much personal experience with the effects of deportation and and immigration and things like that so have you had you heard about this docu-series before uh no not before you were talking about it so i didn't because you're not one who generally you you tend to try to stay away from documentaries right yeah i tend not to watch
1: documentaries um i'm trying to change that outlook but yeah i tend to not watch them but there are things like this i definitely plan on making a priority there's just certain things i just shouldn't make a point to not watch there are certain things i
0: should watch this is definitely something that i think everyone should watch it gives it's so great because it shows these camera crews have access to the ice agents and it's not just the guys who are going out doing these raids but it's the public uh public affairs people it's it's at every level they have access to these people and the way that they talk is just despicable the way that they are talking about it knowing that they're being filmed that's what surprises me some of the things that they say on camera you're like man you know someone is filming you right now you know that this is probably going to be shown to someone at some point why are you being so callous about human lives but see and that's usually why i don't watch documentaries
1: because the people know they're being filmed so how real is what we're watching like i and i don't have the eye Mm -hmm. to be able to pick out the facts from what people are um, actually presenting so people present Mm. a certain image when they're being filmed sure uh, but there are facts inside of all of that but I'm not discerned enough to be able to pull those facts out and I'm Mm. usually swayed by kind of the emotions or the image that's being presented so that's kind of why I I avoid them I don't avoid them just because like uh, before I've said they're boring and like that's kind of part of it, but also because I just don't—I'm swayed by the by the presentation, okay—and not by the facts that are actually hidden behind everything. But okay. when you say things like that about yeah. this docu series, like that, um one—that's just insane. Yeah, that they're being filmed and still, but that just says more about yeah. all of this whole system than because anything. I think
0: I think the difference with this is that it's such a it's such a gray area type of conversation for some people. Like I I think one way is morally right and acceptable. And they think the other side of it is morally right and acceptable. So they, they're saying these terrible things because they think that there's nothing wrong with it. They don't think they think if you come into the country illegally, you deserve whatever you get. You know, that's, that's their outlook on it. They see themselves as protectors of the law. Like we're just doing our job. We are given orders to deport people who don't belong in this country because they crossed illegally illegally and they see that they see themselves as the moral guardians of America like they that's that's the position that they're in and i think that's the biggest difference is because you know for those people who think that honestly i'm doing the right thing and not looking at it from a humane you know outlook it's just it's crazy but it's just like for me it's black and white it's like you can't like it doesn't make sense for and I, I understand that, you know, criminals who do terrible things, they and, and they come into the country illegal and they continue to do terrible things, don't deserve to be here. I don't think uh, people, Americans who do terrible things deserve to be here. Like I don't think murderers, regardless of nationality, deserve mm-hmm. to have their freedom. But I, I think the the just because someone crossed illegally, someone came to this country illegally because they were searching for a better life, better life for themselves or for their children. I don't understand why that deserves imprisonment or mm-hmm. why that deserves you to be sent back to a place that's dangerous and impoverished. And, and you know, it's it's just it's disorienting to to try to navigate the, the the moral highway that those people on the other side think that they're driving on, because it's like they have no doubt in their mind that they're doing the right thing. You know, and it's just so blatantly in my eyes, it's so blatantly obvious that they're not doing the right thing. And is
1: that the overall vibe you're getting from the whole docuseries? Like there's like other exceptions to the picture or they're just like like everyone's just talking. I
0: think that everybody has their own justifications for doing what they're doing. You know, everybody has their own personal justifications why they're separating children from their parents. And it's always Mm. I'm doing it's a tough decision, but it's the right decision. You know, and it's 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 sad because for me, like I said, it's just such a clearly a right and wrong thing from a moral standpoint. But they don't see it that way. It's basically I mean, it sounds
1: basically like holy war righteousness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because you have both people on you have two people on two different sides who think they're doing the right thing and neither of them are willing to accept that they're not doing the right thing. So it's a tough. a a tough pill to swallow. And like I said, I personally know people who are undocumented, who fear for their, their lives every day Mm -hmm. in this country, who think that, you know, any, at any moment, if I, if I'm not perfect, if I don't drive perfectly, if I do anything that, that could involve the police and they check me and I don't have documentation, I will be shipped out to a place that I've either a spent very little time in or have never been to, you know, there are people here who were here since they were two or three years old who are undocumented and they could potentially get sent back to a country that they've never been to before. Like, where's the justice in that? Like, I feel all like all they know is they sh- don't want to be there. Exactly. And that's all they know. Like, you may, they may not even have family there. They're sent somewhere. That, I know mm-hmm. some of the, personally, I don't, but I know there are people out there who don't, using uh, you know, Mexico as an example, who don't speak Spanish because they've grown up here and they're you know, in threat of being sent back to a country where they don't even speak the native language. So, what are they supposed to do when they ain't get shipped back? You know, somewhere that they can't even communicate with people. It's it's a crazy, crazy situation. Um, yeah, Man, I'm uh, just digesting all. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, it's a <laughs> so, lot. It's a lot. Uh, uh, so definitely, I'm, I, it's a great docu series, guys. If you have a chance to watch it, please watch it. What was it called? Uh, Immigration Nation. Six episodes. They're all about an hour long uh, on Netflix. You guys know you have Netflix, so just give it a watch. Um, it's a great. Great, great docu-series. Let us know if you've seen it or if you plan to watch it. Broodconvos at gmail.com. Cool. All right. Should we grab another break and come back and maybe talk about something not so serious? Yeah, I need a (laughs) a drink between all that. Yeah, it's a little heavy, so let's lighten the mood a little bit. We'll be right back.
1: All right. right, Welcome back, everyone. Uh, So I wanted to talk about uh kind of things going on in my life uh i've been up to quite a bit uh trying to accomplish some personal goals during all of this furlough Mm -hmm. time that i have trying to make the the best of it while relaxing at the same time uh i've been working on my van that's a big thing been starting to convert it found some uh found some parts i'm going to start replacing with and i'll have i'll be doing work on it over the next few months and i'll i'll let you guys know if you're interested and i'll um to talk about the different things I'm going to build in it, trying to turn it into a home. So it'll yeah. be, that'll be fun. Maybe get some uh, IG updates. Yeah, definitely get some pictures up there. I have some pictures right now, so maybe I'll I'll try and get some up okay. uh, content when we drop this. <laughs> uh, but the biggest thing I'm working on this week specifically, um, I am trying to do CDL school, commer- get my commercial driving license so I can do uh, over-the-road trucking, so just cross-country trucking. Uh, and get into
0: that, uh, realm. And what's the other side of that? What's, why do you have to specify over the road? Is there, uh, so hundred? there's four different types. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, <laughs> like so over the road hell. is, uh, <laughs>
1: I'm sure, uh, there's some people in the community that have their highways to hell yeah. that, uh, I'll be made aware of when I get in there. Um, so OTR is over the road. That's cross country. That's okay. the stuff where you're gone three, two, three, even four weeks at a time, gotcha. uh, and you're just going completely cross country to drop some some loads off places. Uh, it could be anything. It could be uh, hazardous materials. It could mm. be logging. It could be it could be anything. Just name it. Um, and then there is local, which is your day to day. So okay. you're home every night. You you're out for ten to twelve hours, but you're home every night, uh, and you're just doing city driving. Uh, there is regional, which is just what it sounds like. So if I decided to drive southwest, it would be like California, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so there's regional like that. And then there is dedicated. And dedicated routes um, are uh, – most people want dedicated routes uh, for people who have families, and but they want to be in the trucking industry okay. um, or people who are looking to start families, things like that. Uh, And that is exactly what it sounds like. They get hired on. They're like, hey, I would like the same route every single week. So maybe they'll be gone two to three days um, every few days. Okay. But it's the same exact route. So they know exactly where all the truck stops are on this highway. They know exactly where – Where all the restaurants are that they want to eat, and they know exactly when to leave for the for no traffic and when to be home for no traffic, things like that. So it's just kind of like prime. A lot of people try and go for that. So it's kind of a very competitive to get that. Okay. Uh, But that's not what I'm going after. So that's why I specify over the road. Gotcha. Uh, So a little info dump for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it, it it costs about anywhere from four to eight grand to go to schooling for this, or you can go to a company and contract with them to send so they'll pay for your schooling but then you're contracted mandatory to work for the company for 1 to 2 oh, years. Wow. Oh, and okay. I'm not trying to be contracted. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. I want all the opportunities I can sure. possibly have. Yeah. So, I want to pay for the schooling. Well, uh you know, I mean, I'm on unemployment right now, which, you know, we just had the new stimulus kick in. Mm-hmm. Which is nice and all, but it doesn't mean I have the money to pay up front yeah. so uh i would like so i'm trying to go through the grant process so for okay. uh i don't imagine all of our listeners are trying to get the cdl but this <laughs> is what i've been doing this week is i've spent probably 15 to 20 hours this week now just filling out paperwork so monday i Jesus. spent eight i've spent six hours filling out a ton of paperwork just to find oh. out if i'm eligible okay and then uh, a couple days later
0: excuse the dog barking
1: guys <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of days later uh, I got uh, I think it was four days later so Monday I got it and Thursday I got an update saying hey we think you're eligible here's mm. a bunch of more paperwork which is Jeez. twice as much paperwork and it involves me going to different schools to talk to them and get actual information me because I need their My physical God. signatures so I did some of that today before recording and um spent another four or five hours doing more paperwork which i still have more paperwork to do before i can turn that packet in Mm. uh so it's a really long process it's about the paperwork wise i'm expecting to do about 30 hours of paperwork and then i think there's still a couple more steps but does that count to your certification do you get no (laughs) no but the way i'm looking at it is is by the end of everything and i think i'll have it like three or four Uh, appointments with the Arizona at work facilities uh, which is just job placement unemployment job placement stuff like that I think they want you to do all your research they want to make sure that they're not just giving you money to give you money and the money actually goes directly to the CDL school so it's not like you can just run away with it yeah Uh, but they want to make sure that you are serious about this sure
0: yeah it feels
1: like I'm in high school because they make you research different jobs with Mm -hmm. their opportunities it makes you research so many things um it's been enlightening though it's been like as tedious as it is and as
0: yeah, that's rough as it is though. i feel like the the more you do the more serious you'll be about this career oh, absolutely because it's like nobody's gonna just throw away 30 hours of paperwork and then be like you know what <laughs> i don't know anymore exactly <laughs> like, that's a, that's a and at the end of, of
1: this time. journey they'll pay for my schooling mm. so that's like you know anywhere from 4 to 8 grand that I don't have to pay out of pocket hmm. and it's an investment in my future yeah. into this new career and this career apparently there's a bunch of sign on bonuses for a bunch of companies that are anywhere okay. from 2 to 15 grand so it's kind of like like this is all like it's very tedious i've been spending yeah. a ton of
0: time on it but in the end it's worth it oh, i think so i think yeah cuz like it's a skill set you know that exactly. you'll always have so mm-hmm. you know it's something that should make you know in 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 this case if you need a job right away that's something that you know you're qualified for that everyone else isn't qualified for so exactly you know it'll, it'll make things easier in that in that stretch i've yeah you when you first brought up that you were thinking about <laughs> doing that i was taking it back a little bit just because you know for the people out there who know you you just don't strike me as like the trucker type you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's a certain <laughs> image in your head when you think of like trucker and <laughs> bryce is the opposite of that <laughs> so um yeah i just think it's interesting i've it's definitely not a career path that i've ever considered i've seen a couple of movies about trucking that have been interesting there's one called black dog have you ever heard of that Uh, i have heard of that but i haven't watched it (laughs) it's a terrible movie (laughs) but for some reason it was one of our like go-to movies when i was a younger guy um and uh joyride have you ever heard about that one i've heard about it haven't watched it serial killer trucker out there yeah (laughs) um so yeah that's uh, that's about my experience with trucking and my (laughs) that's about where my interest with trucking uh dies too
1: um yeah i've been watching a lot of youtube videos and i found um i finally found one that wasn't about just presenting themselves as a presentation and just trying to get viewers this person i found if anyone's interested in just watching you can just pick any video of hers Mm -hmm. and just watch it um her video channel is called happiness by the mile and Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's really cool because she's just there she's a community person she just Mm -hmm. wants she takes everything she learned and everything she, all the resources she didn't have, and wants to give that to people and like add to the community, which is really cool. It's all just information based. It's fun. The editing is good, um, and it's it's a ton of fun. So if you're looking for information, her videos are really great. Happiness by the mile. That's a cool name. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot. Like so and you get to see a bunch of cine, uh, cinematography for all the states she goes to okay. and all the different places she goes. She oh, has yeah, a hired man. cameraman.
0: I say you don't even need it. Just just get a drone, you know. Yeah. Like, so she has a cameraman who has a drone <laughs> and like does all this stuff. So <laughs> He's super dope, you know. That's content right there. That's quality content. Because uh, I think that is one of the one of the few uh, <laughs> positives about trekking is that you get to travel as much yep. as you want. You're definitely a traveler, so. Yep. It, that's, that's another job that so, pays
1: for my traveling. Yeah. I'm just I'm finding all the right stuff for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, speaking of movies, uh, we are uh, again. We're at the beginning of August when we're recording this episode, and uh, pretty much here in Arizona, movie theaters have officially opened back up. So we're people are officially going back to the movies. Um, I know AMC, the largest theater chain in the in the country, uh, they opened back up their doors here uh september 3rd so i said we're at the beginning of august we're at the end of august. We're at the end of august Jeez, yeah i don't know time where it, flies this people. year is nuts <laughs> this week alone was weird for me <laughs> yeah damn yeah, yeah so anyway we're at the end of august and most theaters will be open i think i read a, a statistic that said 90 percent of theaters will be open countrywide by by september 3rd so um, obviously, they're opening up to limited capacity. Not, I think most states have about a fifty percent limitation on on seating. Um, so, uh, I think there is going to be a lot of people going back to the movies, and I think th- this brings up a, a sort of a bigger conversation about just adapting to life in a in a post-COVID society, because I don't, we were talking about this a little bit the other day, like, I don't think this is going anywhere anytime soon, so mm-hmm. your people are really going to have to start to adapt their lives to living with it, rather than trying to just strictly avoid it, you know, because you can't, as much as it, or as, to as, just live, or just to, to wait till it passes, exactly, it's not yeah. gonna just no. pass, so unless you're prepared to quarantine for the next year or two, you're, people are going to have to figure out some way to live with this thing, you know. Be careful as be as careful as possible. And that's my thing. You know, you just have to be careful, you know, take calculated risk. Don't do things that are silly just to do things, you know, like everything you do that puts you at risk should be something that you are, you know, calculating that you're like aware of. Don't just do it because you want to do it. yeah, so uh, we talked about this a little bit in our private conversation, but are you someone who is excited to go back to the movies or are you just going to hold off a little bit longer? Um, I think it's awesome, and I'm not
1: opposed to going. I don't think okay. – so normally when movies come out, I go out of my way to just – I'll watch movies on my own. Sure. I'll just buy the tickets ahead of time, I'll, I'll and I'll just show up and I'll be there. Yeah. Um, with this situation, um, I'm – Still not opposed to going. Like if someone invited me or really wanted to go, like okay. I I would go. I've already I've kind of thought about that and I knew that I would go, but I don't think I'm going to try and go out of my way to go by myself anymore. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just I don't think I'm going to try and do that. I'm going. To, I'm kind of changing my stance a little bit. Okay. For that. Uh. But I know I have a buddy that wants to, wants to go see movies. Yeah. And wants to see them out, and I was like, okay. And I know that these businesses like I have been to a, a couple of restaurants um I love all you can eat sushi I found mm-hmm. one and so like I go there like once a month and I have found places and the the sanitizing and mm-hmm. the rules they have to follow are uh in you know pre-covid world insane sure uh but in but with this it's like it's what you need it's It's perfect like i know that they're overdoing it on purpose because it needs to be like as soon as i stand up from a table i immediately have always seen someone in any restaurant i've been to like start sanitizing immediately yeah and as soon as i walk away you have to wear masks if Mm -hmm. you're getting up to go to the bathroom uh if you're getting up to leave your table at all uh Mm -hmm. there's been more than six feet of spacing usually i think i've seen eight to ten feet of spacing yeah um, and I don't know if that's just cause I've happened to be at certain restaurants that do that. Times, yeah. Um, and so I just, I also just have that kind of faith mm. in the business industry for that regard. Now with okay. movie theaters, again, we were talking about this in a private conversation. And mm-hmm. it's, once you're sitting down in those auditorium seats, that's a whole different game because yeah. people who don't like wearing masks, like as soon as they sit down, we know everything. I mean, yeah, you're going to be eating popcorn and drinking soda and sure. stuff, but we know that People like that will probably just not wear it at all. Like they'll completely take it off. They'll yeah. probably not even think about who they're, where they're sitting. They might even move seats because mm-hmm. there's people that seat hop, yep. which isn't, you know, normally a problem. Like if there's mm-hmm. empty seats, there's empty seats, go, you know, hop to it or whatever. But sure. it's different now. Yeah. So we'll see, but I have faith in it.
0: And that's the thing. Like I, I work for a movie theater, and I know the biggest, the biggest threat to our policies being undermined or not being followed through on are are the guests coming into our theater, not our employees, not not the rules that are in place being overlooked. But it's about the how serious the people that come and patronize our our business. How seriously are they going to take those rules? Because Like Bryce was just saying, like there's not some people out there don't think this is a big deal. They think it's just something that's being overblown and they're like, I'm not going to wear a mask. Oh, I need to wear a mask to get in the door. Okay, I'll do that. But as soon as I'm not being monitored anymore, the mask is coming off. So I think it's it's just going to have to be one of those things where you have to evaluate whether uh, it's worth the risk for you. And um as someone like me, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I run a movie review podcast. Um, oh, do you? You should plug that real quick. <laughs> called The Movie Docs. Um, That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, we we obviously, obviously I do that. And uh, my co host that I do that with are, are uh, we're big movie people. And it's been torture not being able to go see movies these last, you know, four or five months. So um, I think it's something where obviously there have been new, there's been new movies that have come out to stream. But there you can't replicate. No, I don't care how rich or powerful you are. You cannot replicate the atmosphere of a movie theater in your home. Like, first of all, I don't have the money to do that. And secondly, I don't think it can be done because I think there's something, you know, I think there is something sacred about the movie theater experience. And that might sound a little intense to you guys out there, but I've, I've lived movies have been my passion for as long as I can remember. So being able to watch them in an auditorium on a screen with a massive sound system has always been an appeal to me. It's not like, you know, if I'm, if I, I'm, I'm not going to restaurants right now because I'm like, Hey, if I want to eat out, I'm just going to postmates or Uber eats. Like I get the same food that's at the restaurant. I don't get the atmosphere of the restaurant, but that's not something that matters to me. So uh, on the other side of that, like movie theaters, that is an atmosphere that matters to me. So I am planning on going back to the, to the movies um, I am going to absolutely be as safe as I can if something if something, you know, strikes me the wrong way when I walk into a door, I will leave. I'm not above leaving a movie theater if I think that they're not taking the proper precautions. Um, but as someone who has, I peeked behind the curtain because I work at a movie theater. so I know the extent to which we're going to make sure these auditoriums and public spaces are clean and sanitized and disinfected on a regular basis after every single use. We, at the movie theater that I work at, regardless if one person buys a ticket to a show, we have to disinfect the entire auditorium after that. We have these giant foggers is what they call them, and they're literally, they look oh, yeah, like Ghostbuster so things. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, we have to go through every seat in the entire auditorium with this chemical that disinfects, and. Even if there's one, one person in the auditorium because they say, you know... Oh, oh, it if, spreads if, everywhere. If that person yeah. is laughing or coughing or whatever. just going to go everywhere. So one person in there, they have we have to clean the entire auditorium. So I know. I know. I peek behind pee on the curtain. I know how extreme we're being about keeping things clean. So I'm going to do it. And if I, you know... In a couple of weeks, if you guys hear that I've caught COVID, you can point and laugh at me. But until then, you know, I think this is something that I'm going to I'm going to try to live with. I'm going to try to live with going to the movies. And like I said at the top of this discussion, you are the only one who can dictate what you can and cannot live with. Um, so I think it's one of those things that everyone's just gonna have to come to on their own personal uh, time. You know, mm-hmm. figure it out because this isn't going anywhere. So again, unless you're just ready to quarantine for another year or two. Yeah. You got to figure something else out to get that
1: vaccine. Yeah.
0: Um Tenet comes out though, so that's what really if you know, if Tenet wasn't coming out, <laughs> I might, <laughs> I might be singing a very different tune right now, but I love Christopher Nolan and he's so great because he's been like the cheerleader for movie theaters and it's been awesome having someone in the industry. To be there, like, mm-hmm. people need to go back to the movies. The movies are meant to be experienced in the movies, and streaming isn't the way. I love the fact that streaming is an option for people out there, but it's just not the same. It is not. It's not the same. Especially when I am spoiled with a good sound
1: system yeah. at my buddy's place I stay at, and I every friend's house I've ever been to who says they love movies is listening to them off their TV speakers, and that <laughs> makes me so sad. And obviously that makes me super sound privileged, but, you know.
0: Hey, man, you know, I just
1: uh, what are you going to do speakers, when you leave, man? though? What
0: are you going to do? You're going to go from that epic sound system to whatever <laughs> your ambulance allows you to have. Oh, no, I'll
1: just buy really <laughs> nice headphones. Like I'm going to spend I've been thinking about this. Believe me, okay. I am going to get some dope <laughs> headphones. You have no idea. I might even get a couple pairs for different things. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> OK, OK.
1: I, I yeah, will. I have thought about this. Believe me. And also, I might even implant some like speakers and like some in like in floor subs. You know, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get OK. You know, all that money I'm saving on
0: rent and stuff is just going to go into my sound system. <laughs> it's going to be like $200 for all the other supplies. $6,000 for the sound system. Right. <laughs> um, but I, had, I wanted to talk about one more thing before we yeah, uh, it. get into Brewer's Choice and get into our, our close. Uh So there's this There's this. Uh, – I've been all about the docuseries this week. And um, remember – you might remember this, Bryce. A couple years ago, a year or two ago – there was that actress from Smallville who was uh, like implicated in that sex cult that happened her name was Allison Mack. I don't know it was all over the news when it happened. I Allison don't know Mack. the cast members, I just know character okay, names. Okay, I don't so. know, and I don't know character names. Yeah. I just know cast members. So her name is Allison Mack. She was part of this this cult, the sex cult, I guess. And it was all over the news. It was a big thing. So HBO has this new docu-series out called um, The Vow and it's about that organization so it's an organ- organization called nexium it's spelled n-x-i-v-m and it's basically this organization that it's so the way that it works i've only seen the one episode because that's all that's out on hbo right now and it's uh so you pay a monthly or a a, a fee right so you pay a, m- a amount of money you have sessions where they come in and they basically teach you how to reach your fullest potential. These people. That's what their that's what their first thing was. They they teach you how to get rid of your fears. They teach you how to get rid of your inhibitions, and they have all these courses and these classes. Hmm. Um, and apparently, before this whole sex scandal thing broke, uh, they had actually there's a a movie, a documentary called My Tourettes, and they they have two subjects in the documentary who they who they basically claim to have cured their Tourette syndrome. Like these people came to them, and they were able to. Since you know Tourette's is a psychosomatic you mm-hmm. know condition, they were able to basically cure them of that condition, and that that's what like really brought a spotlight to this organization and what really gave them sort of credibility. And they do it. There's no like mysticism around it. There's no like oh crystals and you know chanting. There's none of that. It's all about like the power of belief and like you know the science of decision making, and it's all science based. So mm-hmm. that's what their that's what their their like um, pitch was. So. Uh, that The first episode was really just about, like, talking up the organization and talking about, like, all the good that it did before this massive scandal broke. Um, but it got me thinking about about that in general, like, the power of belief, quote-unquote. And I know we've had conversations about, like, you know, uh, seemingly supernatural methods of, of living your life. Um, how do you feel about that person? Do you believe in things like the power of belief? Like, do you think... That you can just will something to be into existence just by believing in it?
1: Um, well, since you finished it with just by believing in it, no. Okay. Um, but everything you said before that, yes. Power okay. of belief is absolutely 100% I mean, how I live my life, sure. basically. Okay. So I am a very willful, deliberate person. And uh, most of my decisions and most of what I want to do in life and mm-hmm. kind of my goals and dreams are – I go after them just believing I can make it happen. Okay. Uh, and, but along with that belief is uh, so when I believe and will in will and those and put my will into those things, um, it's about uh, the belief part brings the opportunities. The okay. belief. So okay. my power of belief, I believe in, I can achieve all these things. Okay. And since I'm believing all that, I'm creating more. So I, I watched this documentary. I, I know I say I don't watch documentaries, <laughs> but like 10 years ago or something, I was showing a documentary. Sure. That was What the Bleep Do We Know? Okay. And I might have mentioned this before in one of our episodes. I'm not sure. But basically, they, it's about um, one of the topics they talk about mm-hmm. is that our brain made of a bunch of synapses. Mm-hmm. So they're all connected. They keep connecting and connecting. And so if you think one thing, and you keep thinking you create a synapse well when you think it again you create a branch and you create more synapses that connect to each other about that thing so if you're thinking sad or happy we'll we'll just talk about emotions for right now okay how you talk about sad if you think about if you associate a happy feeling to whatever you're thinking about then you're gonna get you're gonna have another synapse that's happy and then you think you associate happiness with the thing again and you create a Two more synapses and it just keeps exponentially multiplying Sorry. can
0: i slide in here one second yeah that movie yes is the, the the main subject of this documentary this nexium documentary is the guy who made that movie oh really yeah that's insane <laughs> <Marcus> <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> insane because he joined he joined that organization a few years after he made that documentary oh that's crazy and He's like one of the he was one of their like top their top guys so that's and he, But he apparently wasn't a part of any of the shady stuff. He's uh, doing – he's a part of this documentary. So he's, like, you know, expressing how he was basically, <laughs> like, screw – like, the wool was pulled over his eyes. He didn't know about all the shady stuff that was going on. But he's, like, talking of the positives and stuff in the in the organization. That's but pretty nuts. That is crazy that – that like, yeah. The one the – one <laughs> The one documentary yeah. I decided to
1: watch. Uh, but, yeah, so for me, when I am uh, believing in a dream or a goal I'm sure. trying to achieve – I believe in it, so I'm I'm thinking about it mm-hmm. a lot, and so when I keep thinking about it, I keep thinking about it, it's creating more synapses, more thoughts, more things that go towards that goal. Okay. Which opens up my eyes too. It's a, it's a kind of like when you someone says, "Oh, have you seen this yellow car?" and then now yeah. all you can see are yellow cars. Yeah. It's it's a very similar. It's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's the power of belief, but you uh then you need to work you need to have that okay. ethic to work to create those habits that are keep going you you can see all the opportunities you want sure but if you don't act towards those opportunities uh, then then it doesn't really so mean it's not much. it's not the only step exactly it's not the, it's a very success. it's a necessary step it's a very okay. important step okay um but it's not the only step it needs to be supported uh it needs to have a symbiotic relationship with your work ethic okay. So you have to create the habits, make deliberate decisions. At first, you might make automatic decisions like, hey, you need to make this decision to break through this. Sure. um, Or to or to crack this or to get get through it. Um, But then once we've helped you create like an auto decision process, you need to make you need to understand how that decision process works. And then you need to make deliberate decisions. That's the only way. So like basically a pro the way I see programs is programs will basically take you and help you auto break things but the thing that will help you last through everything and down the road is going to be deliberate decision making let's take weight watchers so like weight watchers people go through that program but then you hear stories a few years later almost 80 percent of them i made up that number sorry let's (laughs) just look up numbers but i know it's a high percentage of people gain more than that weight back because They don't keep up with it. They're Again. just following a program that somebody is giving them words for and tell them, hey, keep following this, keep following this. But there's no deliberate decision making on the contestants part. They are just following this, which is fine. That's true. Sure. You, you need to start somewhere. Okay. But then you need to understand the deliberate decision making process to go further
0: than that. Okay. So, belief, okay. then all
1: of that. It, so takes I, it takes I have a moment. lot of thoughts on all of this.
0: Yeah, because so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's definitely, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the strange part is you see, because that group, you know, where people, it's like, it's something about it. Any, anytime you have to pay for information and you are part of a club and then it gets culty and then it gets mm-hmm. like, oh, You know, it's it gets a little weird, and you like have to be so vulnerable in front of all these people, and you know that that creates that sense of family for them. But from from the outside looking in, like when I'm watching this documentary about these people who are doing this stuff, it just for me, first thought that pops into my head are these fucking weirdos. Like I don't like I, but I'm not in that room, so I don't know how it actually feels to be Mm -hmm. a part of that. But yeah, it's not it's something that I feel like, you know. I don't know. Like I, I have trouble with the power of of belief. I guess just because I feel like if, and but I, I think a lot of that has to do with you know I think some people think that's all it takes. You know they think that I can will it into existence and it'll just be if I want it enough it'll just happen to me. And I don't I don't agree with that. But the way you described it, where it's like it's a necessary step in order to achieve your goals, but it's not the only step. Yeah, I think that's a it's very, a symbiotic relationship. It needs to be yeah. paired with. Something exactly. else I It think can't that's be on important. its own
1: Just like a work ethic Yeah Will get you so far But it's not gonna get you Everything It's not gonna sure. get you As far as you could go
0: It's like the magic conch In Spongebob You know All they had to do Was believe in the magic <laughs> conch <they'd> Yeah <laughs> It's not life is not the magic conch. You can't there is no magic conch to life, okay? You have to work for it. <laughs> I mean and I and I think that's just because I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer in hard work. Like I think if unless you are willing to put in the work to get the things that you want, you will not be successful in your in your your, your you know, your goals. You have to put in the work. And I think that sometimes people like to pretend like other things are responsible for their downfalls and their shortcomings and not themselves and I know that sounds very republican of me but I that is something that I like I believe it I think you have to work hard and I think good things Happen to people who do work or not all the time, yep. you know, I, obviously there's some say, people out overall, there get all overall, the time I definitely
1: believe in that. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole, if we want to get deeper into that <laughs> subject, we totally can. I have I thoughts on that don't too Don't think we have time. I think we need to wrap <laughs> well, I mean, up Well, man, a different time Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a
0: little teaser for next time um, <laughs> But yeah, so let's actually go grab another, another refill We'll come back with some recommendations for you guys and uh, we'll uh, head out of here So uh, we'll be right back All right, we are back and we are back with some recommendations. So this is our Brewers' Choice segment. We're going to give you guys recommendations based off of our conversation today. We had several of them, so I feel like there's a lot that can be that can be pulled from. Uh, Bryce, you want to kick this off? What are you going to recommend for the people? Absolutely. If you have never had okay
1: a Bloody Mary ooh, with ooh. a Scotch base, do it and not just not just like you can do it with scotch i, per, I can do it with just even just like when i'm an airplane i could just do the bloody mary mix sure, with just sure. whatever scotch they have on hand but the best one i've had so far is when it's a smoky scotch like when it's a okay. peaty like a high peat level okay and it's it just has a smokiness to it sure. for some reason the smokiness with all the rest of the ingredients mixture there's something but i also so I say I love this because I love, you know, things like oatmeal stouts. Sure. So the smooth, the peatiness along with those ingredients adds a texture to it. It kind of adds like, a, um, I don't want to use the word thickness. Cause that just is too much of a visual. Um, uh, but, it, but, but, but it, it adds a substance is to that it. body at body. There okay. you go. Why do I never think of that <laughs> word? It adds body to it. And it's, uh, it's really good. So if you've okay. never had that,
0: definitely give it a try. Awesome. Yeah, I I am not a fan of Bloody Mary's because of tomato juice. I'm not a fan of tomato juice in general. So anything with the tomato juice base like that is going to make me gag. Um, and don't try it. I like <laughs> it's strange because I like I like hot like I can I can eat like hot tomato soup. But when it gets cold, man, like V8 or like I know people <laughs> ha- have like a, what's that? What's that? Uh, it's like a cold soup gazpacho. Is that made with tomato? I don't I know it's a I know it's a yeah. Spanish dish, like from Spain. I don't know. I know there's a cold soup dish that's like a tomato base and it's disgusting. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um for me, um so I am going to recommend a I'm actually gonna recommend There's one or two things. I'm going to decide on one. I'm not going to be that guy who gives two recommendations. Nah, man, I think I've done in the last, like, three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I will actually, you know, today uh, we're recording this. I'll just go ahead and and date us. We're recording this on August 28th, uh, 2020. Yesterday was the 57th anniversary of Dr. King's uh, I Have a Dream speech Mm -hmm. at the March on Washington. So um, I think that you guys should just go to YouTube. It's about a 20-minute speech. And just listen to it. I think it still uh, applies today. I think a lot of the things that we were going through back in, in the 60s uh, definitely still apply to this day. So uh, check it out. Uh, and, yeah, write it in, broodcombos at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of it. Because a lot of people haven't listened to it in its entirety. I mean, they know the Yeah, I mean, I definitely haven't. So, yeah, yeah again, check I on. was raised on the highlights. I have yeah. not watched the whole thing. So yeah. that's cool. Definitely, definitely check it out. Um, But with that being said, we are going to head out of the studio for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send emails into broodconvos at gmail.com. That's B-R-E-W-E-D-C-O-N-V-O-S at gmail.com.
1: Also, Facebook and Instagram at broodpodcast and also Twitter at broodconvos.
0: Awesome, guys. So this is normally where we leave you with our dope outro music but um i came across something the other day that i that really resonated with me and i want to play it for you guys so it's about a minute long um it's uh from um a conversation with james baldwin uh it was uh this was recorded in 1963 and it's very powerful and it's very moving so i wanted to share it with you guys so here that is and uh we will see you guys next time thanks guys take care
2: And there are days, this is one of them, when you wonder what your role is in this country and what your future is in it. How precisely you're going to reconcile yourself to your situation here, and how you're going to communicate to the vast heedless, unthinking, cruel, white majority, that you are here. I'm terrified at the moral apathy, the death of the heart, which is happening in my country. These people have deluded themselves for so long that they really don't think I'm human. I had basis on their conduct, not on what they say. And this means that they have become, in themselves, moral monsters.